Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. We Again, this is a day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We want to thank everyone for coming back to A Father's Wisdom with James E. Daniels. Um, we want to thank everyone for their support for the first episode that was last week. But we also want to know that we have many episodes to come. Uh, he has been sharing with us about your network, and he's going to be going further into your network and how you can be blessed and how you can pass on the legacy to your children. Um, the scripture that we always start out with for this episode, for every episode, is Deuteronomy 11. It says, And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So, again, we're very proud of uh, James E. Daniels. We thank God for the wisdom that God has departed on him. And without further ado, we will hand it over to James E. Daniels for a father's wisdom. Good morning. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, my youngest son uh, for assisting me with this. And I understand that my oldest son is working on some things for me also. And this episode is Again, as a father passing uh, some wisdom on to his children and my daughter, uh, some things that uh, your mother and myself have experienced and we want to pass it on to you so you won't have to walk into those potholes that we walked in through life. Uh, God bless us, and we've had a good life and raised our kids, and we want to pass some of those things back on to our children. Just a uh, briefing on what we talked about last week. Is I was telling you that the the wife and myself are always looking for ways to uh, make our marriage stronger after 45 years when we went to a couple's retreat. And in this financial workshop, uh, the network was talked about uh, uh, black Americans uh, under $6,000 net worth compared to Americans at $100,000, and that really uh, concerned me because moving the one generation forward uh, with those type of funds is going to be very difficult. So we talked about briefly what net worth was, and net worth was uh, taking all your liabilities, things that you owe, your home, your mortgage, your cars, and credit cards, and Subtracting that from things like 401ks, uh, savings that you have, and money, and that would be your net worth, what what you have. And if you, if your liabilities, things that you owe, were more than uh, what uh, you had in savings and things of that nature, then your net worth would be a negative amount, and that is a concern in moving our people forward. So this episode, I want to talk a little bit about what is one of the key things that you have to do to uh, protect the network. And I want to spend a few minutes talking about uh, one of the key things of protecting that network is a budget. Uh, budgets are very important. Uh, the best way I can explain that uh, to um, uh, my children is this. To walk at night with no uh, spotlight or flashlight, 
you can walk into anything because you really can't see where you're heading. And basically not having a budget, and it's the same thing as walking uh, in the dark of life with no spotlight. You have no idea where you're going, where your money is landing, uh, what's happening to your money, what uh, can happen to your future, and it really can be one of the landmines that can destroy your family. Uh, and I just want to talk about just today about one of the tools to use, are, and that is a budget. A budget is, is essential. And a lot of times people say, well, I don't know where to start. I strongly suggest uh, start reading, start listening to a program such as this, and we can walk through this together. But it's very important for the next generation to go forward is to understand how to uh, manage uh, money. Uh, some say budgeting is a downer. And when I was a young man, I, was, I said the same thing. I don't have the time uh, to be sitting down and figuring out how much I'm going to spend on milk, bread, and all of those types of things. But I learned quickly that when the money ran out and I didn't have money to buy that milk and bread for the kids, that I did have time for budgeting. Uh, and over the years of being budgeting, I have taught myself that uh, it is very important because one thing that it allows me to experience, and that is to never be broke. And as a father of three children uh, who always went to the refrigerator every morning uh, looking for breakfast or lunch or whatever. I couldn't leave a note in there so because dad and mom didn't do a good job in budgeting. There's nothing there here for you to eat today. And that's every day there had to be something there. So budgeting helped me plan in doing those things that I needed to do. Another positive thing about a budget is uh, it will drastically uh, cut down on the creditors calling on your home. Uh, you never have to uh, 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 wait for a waiter to come back to your table and tell you that your credit card is overdraft. Uh, it's a budget would also uh, help you save money for a vacation. Uh, it's very important in having a budget to uh, you don't have to stall one creditor to pay the other one. You know, whether you tell one person, well, I'm paying this this month, but next month I'll get back to you. All this avoided if you have a budget. Uh, you never have to worry about, well, at Christmas time, I'm not going to worry about what I spend. I'm just going to spend what I can for Christmas and worry about paying that off uh, the rest of the year, next six months. A budget will help you to uh, uh, eliminate that because you will learn how to save that money and uh, earmark that money to do the things you want to do at Christmas time. You always have money on hand to do worthwhile things that you need need to do. Uh, and most important thing is it will eliminate uh, in those young people that's married, uh, it will eliminate those uh, fights between you and your wife if you have them blown all the money uh, so you can get the essentials that's needed to take care of the family. 
Now, there's five key uh, things I want to talk about in a successful budget. Teamwork is very important. Uh, and if you're married, uh, it has to operate and has operated for me. I'm going to talk about myself. It's my, myself and the wife working as a team. Now, there's two types of marriage that I, I hear uh, people discussing that's in our society now. One is a contract marriage, and that contract marriage is one person's concerned about what they can get out of the marriage for themselves. And in other words, forget about the other person. Uh, and then there's the covenant marriage, and that's the one that I prefer and the one that I live by is that uh, my love for my wife and God in the mix of both of us, I do everything I can to make her uh, as comfortable as possible and vice versa, she does the same. Therefore, we have an open communication about the budget. Uh, we set down and every piece of money that comes in the house. We sit down first. We take out uh, 10% of it for the tithes. Uh, we look at the central bills that we have to pay, and then we agree on paying ourselves by putting money into savings. And doing that over the years, it has really uh, paid off. We, it also helps uh, my, the wife and myself also. We learn very quickly through budgeting what the real, true income of the family is. And uh, we govern ourselves accordingly. And it is a peace in the home uh, when we know that we have not overspent, that we do not have any bills, that we are saving. It allows for a great deal of peace and joy in the home. And when I was younger and, and unschooled, I created a lot of uh, wrath in the home by I was uh, felt that if I worked, I buy what I wanted to buy. As long as nobody didn't take anything away from me, and I made it from one paycheck to the next, that I was being successful. But I wanted passes on to my uh, children. I was totally wrong. The system that uh, uh, the wife and myself has uh, adopted has really truly worked out for us, and we have. I feel so strongly about the budget that we use a system called good budget. And good budget, uh, where we put our budget items on, uh, put them on an electronic envelope. And if I go to the store and I see there's money in there for uh, eating out, and I see, for example, there's $30 in there for eating out, if I look, I can look at my, my telephone when I go to McDonald's or any place I want to go and say, oh, there's only uh, $10 left. Because if I if if Martha spends fifteen or twenty dollars at McDonald's or wherever it is, it automatically uh, registers at my phone that what is left in this envelope that I can spend, and what that does uh, it's like accountability. Uh, we're both challenging each other to see who's going to be the first to break the rules that we have set up, and I uh, don't like losing. So over the years in uh, working, trying not to. Uh, overspend and in the line item, uh, the, the process has caused us to save uh, a great deal of money in doing that. Now, one of the things that uh, some talk about is budgeting monthly. Uh, myself and the wife, we don't agree with that. We find that sometimes a month or six months down the road, 
uh, you so far in the into a financial problem that uh, you can't pull yourself out. So what we do is every time money comes into the home, when we when I was working, I'm retired now, but when I was working, every time the paycheck would come into the home, we would sit down and earmark where every dollar would go coming from that paycheck. Now that I'm retired, we do the same thing. When my pension comes in, when Social Security comes in, or uh, uh, any revenue from our investments and things of that nature, we do that immediately, and that has helped us tremendously. Uh, we find that the best time to prepare the budget, as I said again, is uh, when the money comes in. Some suggest in the last portion of the month would be a good time, and I'm not familiar with that. Our there's also the recommendation out there that uh, you should write down your budget. I mean, basically, if we if you use a system as an envelope budget, you would take 10 or 15 envelopes and put your electric bills, your water, or your gas, or whatever, and you would say how much money is in that. When your paycheck would come in, you would put your money in that envelope, each one of those envelopes, and then you take your money out as it needed to pay those bills to keep the house running. But uh, what uh, my wife and myself, we do, we deposit everything uh, into the bank and we use good budget uh, to withdraw in those line items and budget items uh, each week what we can spend. And we have an agreement between ourselves that if you are going to overspend anything at one of those envelopes, it has to be uh, where we sit down and talk about it and come to an agreement what we should do. Uh, and one of the things is uh, the the wife also, when we put in the budget together, she keeps a paper log of everything that we are doing. And sometimes what I do is I will take a tape recorder and record what we've stated that we will do so that when – Additional money comes in. Uh, we know what we planned from the last amount of money that came in, and we make sure that we don't lose anything in the gap, and that works pretty good for us. And one of the other things that we do, the first thing is to set up a party. First thing when money comes in the house, we take uh, 10%, 10 cents out of every dollar, of new income, and we put that in the tithes. Now, I speaking briefly about tithes, and I, I was one who totally resisted paying tithes for many years. Uh, but I want to say that uh, since I moved away from the world away and moved into God's way and been obedient and given 10% of that that he's given to me, I have truly been blessed. In fact, if someone announced uh, tomorrow that there was tied stock on the stock market, I would turn all my investments into tithing because uh, truly the uh, trend analysis of how this family has been blessed since we've been paying tithes would be a totally different program, which I, I won't go into that at this time. Uh, some of the things that I want to talk to you this morning about is personal uh, financial plan, how to put one down. I talked about when I uh, set up my budget or when myself and my wife set up our budget, we first of all look at the church, we look at our offering, and then we look at uh, 
housing, you know, uh, set money aside for mortgage because we know we have to have some place to stay, uh, homeowners insurance, uh, property taxes, uh, maintenance and repair. Always has have to be money in there in case something needs to be fixed, a home improvement, yard care, uh, some things we set aside if we decide that we want to replace a piece of furniture. We have a line item there that we can deal with that. We have line items in our budget envelopes uh, for utilities like the electric bill, gas, water, uh, sewage, uh, garbage collection, uh, computer, telephone, cell phones, long distance. And uh, we have uh, envelope a budget line item on good budget that deals with all of the food, uh, restaurants that we want to go to, things of that nature. All money is earmarked. No money can be spent unless it's been earmarked and agreed upon by myself and the partner. Um, uh, my wife are probably going to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, when the children were at home, we had a line item for clothing for them, but they're all grown there. And uh, uh, we also, uh, if we had debt, we set money aside to uh, pay that debt that we had, uh, such as educational loans. When the uh, children were going through college, we had loans we had to pay off, and our objective was to have all those loans paid off for the kids uh, when they come out of college so they wouldn't have to struggle with that. And the budgeting helped us do that. We knew how to do that. Transportation, uh, uh, we have two vehicles in the family, and we a lot money for the car and uh, for the truck, uh, for tire repair, car insurance, uh, license that have to come up every year. And when I was going to work, we even had an envelope for parking and tolls and things of that nature. We also have in our budget uh, medical uh, health insurance, doctor's bills, uh, for eyeglasses, for drugs. And uh, that was very important. We set uh, money aside for our insurances, uh, our life insurance, uh, disability insurance. We, I carry it from work in case something happened to me where I could not bring a paycheck home. There was a guarantee that a check would come in with disability insurance. I also carry long-term care insurance, uh, and I still carry that in case something happens to me, uh, there will be assistance there to not put a burden on the wife to take care of me. Uh, other things we always did, we used uh, for the children, we had in our budget allowances, and that's where we would teach the children how to use money. They received their allowance the day I got paid, and it was understood that if you spend it all on that day, fine, uh, uh, you, but you wouldn't get any more today and mom got paid. And they learned quickly how to stretch that money, and I even noticed today as adults, I can't say that one of them is broke. They always have money to do the things they need to do, and that we tried to uh, instill that when they were children at home. Uh, we have money set aside for birthday parties and things, things of that nature. Uh, money in the uh, budget for uh Gifts at Christmas and weddings and anniversaries. We lump everything in our electronic budget as gifts. Any birthdays is coming up, uh, any money that we are going to give to someone 
there is a line item and that money comes out of gifts. Uh, in education, again, when the children, uh, homeschool curriculum, uh, you, uh, when they were in college, school supplies, uh, public school expenses, we kept a budget there. Entertainment, we have a line item for a cable TV, vacation magazines, uh, to make sure that uh, there is not any unexpected thing that would hit us. Uh, we also uh, have a line item for saving and investments. We like to keep money uh, in there. I want you, one of the things I want to say as we're moving through this 30 minutes is, is moving rapidly uh, through and talking about the budget. And the budget is the key tool that's used to protect the network of the family, meaning that if you only spend what's coming in and you save a portion of what's coming in, your network through 401Ks, through personal savings and paying off your mortgage will rise each year. But if you overspend what you're bringing in, your network will decrease every year. And when you get my age, 68 years old, if you have not put these things in place and you quit working, and that is the pipeline of income coming into the family. If there's no net worth in the family, you're going to be sitting around, like my <clears throat> my father used to say, the ant has worked all summer and is, is ready for the winter, and the grasshopper is up on the cotton stalk closing there because he has not planned. No net worth is there. That's why it's important that we make sure that the budget is in place. I do want us to understand the personal financial uh, freedom chart. What I'm talking about when I say that, uh, you know, be kind to yourself. If you first start out, it's, it's, it's going to be kind of tough, but if you keep working, it's going to work out fine. Uh, uh, don't forget that there uh, set aside some money in case of emergency. I use three uh, emergency plans. One emergency plan, money sets into in the bank, uh, of a thousand dollars in case something goes wrong, uh, hot water heat or whatever. That there's money that uh, uh, we have developed a system where we do not have to use any credit cards at all by having an emergency plan uh, for a thousand dollars. And I like to keep uh, the Murphy's plan, which is another uh, emergency plan in case something goes wrong. We could go to that. I keep three, and I keep those three that. Uh, Three emergency plans I have will give me enough time to regroup uh, and make sure that the equity uh, uh, in the home or the savings in the home, the net worth of the family does not go down. And that's why I have those three uh, bridges of self-defense. So I will not have to touch anything that will cause the net uh, worth of the family to decrease. In other words, when I'm going through minor crisis on time, the net worth in the family continues to grow. Uh, we have a family discussion, uh, and we decide what priorities are uh, for the family, where uh, money should go. Last week I talked to you about one of the priorities we had is that we wanted the children to be educated, and that was a priority for us each year, and we pushed money in that direction to make sure that was taking place. But it's important, unless you are in a, a relationship with 
and emerge that you're going to dominate everything and that just won't work, that you have to come to an agreement of what the priorities are. And one of the things that we found early in our marriage is that if the wife is trying to save everything coming in the house and I'm taking everything out the back door, uh, partying at the bars, at the golf courses and things of that nature, I'm killing the family and the net worth is zero and we're always struggling. We had to come together where there would be a compromise and agreement of what we would uh, would not do. Uh, and, you know, one, one of the things that we came to an agreement on is how much the, should we spend of the money that we that was coming into the home. And basically, uh, for our housing, insurance, and taxes and utility, uh, 23, uh, 25 to 33% of the income went for that. 10 to 15% of our out of every dollar went for food. Five cents out of every dollar went for clothing. Uh, transportation, uh, maintenance, insurance, fuel, we used 15% for that. Entertainment, about 5%. And we only tried to keep our debt to the point where only 5 to 8% of the money that was coming in went for that. And this one, which we thought was very important, 5 to 15%, and we pushed as high as 15% uh, savings uh, out of each paycheck, which has led to, so far, a very, very comfortable retirement because we really pushed that that net worth would be high uh, and would be there as a protection, uh, if something went wrong with the pension from the government or something went wrong with Social Security. So uh, really sit down and look at what percentage of your funds are going into housing, food, clothing, transportation, entertainment. And and always remember, uh, pay yourself uh, first. Uh, you know, be patient. Uh, we pray at, that it's happened. A great deal. Uh, the wife does an excellent job of balancing the checkbook. We I talked about we agreed on uh, what we will purchase or not purchase. Every project we we look at, we talk about it. I don't go out and spend twenty five, thirty thousand on a car without talking to the wife or anything. We sit down and we talk about that, and that very worked. That 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 has worked very well for us. Uh, we both avoid impulsive uh, spending. Uh, ATM can be a problem, but I carry my cell phone with me, and if I'm going to go to the ATM, I look in good budget and see what do I have in that envelope that I can stand at this time, and if it's zero in there, uh, then uh, I don't uh, spend anything. Now, in closing, I've got about two minutes, and I just wanted to say that about 10 money mistakes that uh, at 21 that you should avoid. One is not contributing to your retirement. That's a mistake. Uh, buying uh, more car, car than you can afford. The other thing I want to say is that you would uh, not start in an emergency fund is a mistake. Uh, living on credit cards is a mistake. Uh, failing to set financial goals is a mis- mistake. Keep trying to keep up with the Joneses or your parents. You got to remember, I'm saying to the kids, it's a minimum 45 years to get to where we are, uh, and for you to get there in the five or six years is going to be putting an economic stress on you.
I, I'm at the end of our program. Program shows I've got about two minutes left. I've enjoyed talking to you, and next week I will be back to finish up the passing on of, of a father's wisdom to his children. Thank you so much for attending. If there are some questions, I'm sure that my producer, Elva Tyrone Daniels, will give you instructions how you should do that. And, again, I want to thank him. I want to thank all my children. I have three great children. Thank you for everything. And just to let everyone know that if you have questions, whenever you um, have questions for Mr. Daniels, uh, please call in at 646-787-8613 and press the number 1 if you would like to ask a question. Again, if you have any questions at all about the information that he's sharing with you, please feel free to call 646-787-8613. And you have just listened to an episode of A Father's Wisdom. Please feel free to come back, download the podcast so you can listen on your way home or when you listen, when you go to the gym, or wherever you may go, and you can uh, download it. So we'll be on iTunes, and we'll be having a lot of great information, and we will be back every Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time for all of our listeners. God bless, and have a wonderful day.